When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami American podcast. I'm David Wilson uh, in the Hard Rock Stadium press box, if, if you couldn't tell from the video. Um, Susan is out on the road this week, but we got her on the show out on vacation um, up in yeah. Oregon. Um, as, we used to often, as we used to often joke going to recruit Mario, that joke no longer works. Uh, <laughs> but Susan on vacation, I'm, I'm covering F1 this weekend. Um, but we wanted to do a quick episode this week, just we talked last Friday ahead uh, of the second day of the draft no you know uh, three Miami players get picked so we yep. want to just kind of recap where they wound up some fun moments from the draft uh, particularly with the Tyreek pick uh, we'll get to that in a second um mm-hmm. maybe talk a little bit about some of the undrafted guys a couple landing with the Dolphins uh so obviously that's always a, a fun little story and then at the end uh Miami gets a transfer Jaden Davis will quickly hit on what that means um, but first, just big picture thoughts on the draft, Susan. You always it's a stressful day, right? You're, you have to sit in front of the TV all day. It's a it's a like one of those you uh, hurry up and wait, right? That's the like kind of old cliche. You sit around, never know what's going to happen. Um, but ultimately, for a Miami team, you know, I know three picks is like pretty low by like Miami fan standards. But considering that team just went five and seven, um, I think a, a better weekend maybe than people expected, where we all thought it was going to be Tyreek and, and Mallory. Um, and then DJ Ivy gets picked in the seventh round as well. Um, just what were kind of your overall thoughts on on the draft? Well, um, I I thought it was the least stressful draft I remember. For me. <laughs> well, last year was very stressful because we were wondering if the streak was going to end until there were like fifteen picks left. Well, we th- yeah, we thought the streak would end, and we also I also I also thought we'd get Mister Irrelevant. How wrong were we? But um, <laughs> Mister Irrelevant. Um, yeah, Brock Purdy became very relevant. Anyway, um, yeah, it was it was it was really non stressful because I kind of fi- we both of us figured anybody who could go, and I was kind of ready for it. And I think Stevenson Mallory was were the sh- pretty much locks. They were some yeah. sure things. I thought they were kind of locks. Um, I, I I mean Tyreek was a lock, and I really thought Mallory was a lock, kind of. 70 like 85 percent thought when he was a lock uh and i thought dj ivy we talked about this might mm-hmm. go too but it's weird because i thought maybe dj scape who knows could go at the end and he ended up being a free agent to the dolphins we'll, yeah we'll talk about that but um i mean you're right it, it could have been a lot worse it could have been last year one guy in the seventh round so they got three guys and um and you know, I like who from here, who knows, mm-hmm. who knows who makes right. teams. And, but I bet more guys will show up, uh, you know, again, their practice squads, 
we'll talk about that Lou Hadley stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, so you never know what's going to happen in the future. But I, I thought it was okay. And I, and you know, I know that I know that Mario Cristobal talks about the draft and and how you can tell you haven't been on the downswing because of the draft. Right. That's what you can look at, kind of. Mm -hmm. So what the you know next year I'm thinking camp kitchens and you got yeah I saw I saw I think maybe was it McShay's very early mock that went out today was it McShay was one of the mocks I read today was had Leonard Taylor as a first round pick so they they should have more well, you yeah more, you know James Williams I know it had a it's had an up and down career but those six five safeties don't come along every day like they're gonna have real prospects next year. Uh, uh, let's hope Tyler and Tyreek and we should say Tyreek was a real prospect like second round pick um there oh was some goodness. buzz that maybe yes. he was gonna be a first round pick um 56 overall yeah. that's I I mean you know I remember Clinton Portis was 51st overall yeah 51st or 52nd of course he walked out of his draft party he was so angry mm -hmm. that he he was sure he deserved first round and he's probably right um, but um, that was kind of that was the buzz that year. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought they ended up OK. You know, yeah. could have been a lot worse, as you said. Uh, let's go player by player real quick. Talk a little bit about the fit, them getting picked, all that kind of stuff. Um, Tyreek, as I said, I think probably had the most fun Miami moment of the day. Right. Going to the Bears and coincidentally, I guess uh, Devin Hester <laughs> announces the pick. That was um, amazing. Uh, okay, yeah, that, so... was, that was definitely the highlight of the weekend for Kansas. Yeah, so... A couple picks before, and I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but within five picks or something like that, or two picks or three, right before Devin went up and announced another pick, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, that's it. That's it. I think he's going to go to the Bears. I, I was telling my husband, he's going to the Bears. And Devin's going to say it. And then they pick somebody else. And I'm like, what? And then what happened was what I wasn't expecting was Devin to come up again. Cause I guess I wasn't looking carefully that the bears were coming up again or I don't uh -huh. know. They traded. They might've traded, I think for that. Yeah. Spot. I think they did. They traded all of a sudden the bears, here's Devin Hester again. And I, I like screamed, this is it. It's Tyreek. And I got, I put the recorder on the digital recorder so I could hear what the, like what Mel Kuyper would say. And sure enough, Devin throws up the U. And I swear, I guess they could, would they know? I kept thinking, would they know? Like, would the Bears say go up there? Would they have anything to do with him well, going up there again? Well, I th the teams kind of choose teams in the NFL. I think kind of like choose who presents picks after the first round if they want. And I'm sure Devin, the plan was just he's going to announce the second round pick. Maybe both. Because I think they had two and they moved they up. Two. To, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the plan was just that oh. he was going to announce the first one which right. was whatever, 45 or whatever it was. Right. Um, or the plan was always going to be that he announced both, but obviously he came up for the first one. And then even that if he was wasn't great. supposed to do the second one and it was just going to be the commissioner doing the second one, I think once it was a cane, they were like, Devin, why don't you go back up? Uh -oh. That was so great. But yeah, definitely God, the most so fun excited. moment. Yeah. That was really great. And what a, what a, what a bear, what a cane, right? Devin Hester. So I think yeah. he's, I think I always like, both of us always like Tyreek. Yeah. I right? think, yeah, we, we've talked a lot about his physical traits. I mean, he was a really big recruit coming out of high school. He was, it was a, a kind of a weak class in South Florida, which I, I actually wrote about in one of my stories that year. Um, wrote, wrote about my stories this weekend about that class of 2019, which are now the four year guys. Um, but he was the number one guy in, in South Florida for that class. I think a top 50 overall recruit. Um, 
played a lot of different positions, obviously played outside corner at Miami, played like slot linebacker safety hybrid at Georgia. Uh, as you mentioned last week, teams like him as a safety uh, as well. Um, and then the other thing, I mean, he's, I think he's got like, and you know, part of it, he played for Georgia, obviously for, for two years, yes. um, not with the national championship teams, but that core and for Kirby smart and in that program, like he's got all the, um, I think he's got the physical tools, right. I think he was a good player, right. Not an all American yeah. or anything, but a good player, but I think he's also got like the right attitude and all that kind of stuff too. Definitely. And, and, um, Definitely. you know, and, and I wonder, you know, not to give, not to like not give Miami credit, but I'm sure playing at Georgia for two years in that program that was, even though they didn't win a national championship when he was there, that was a national championship program. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that helped him a little bit. You look at how many Georgia players got drafted, like Tyreek's oh. been gone for two years. So I don't, people probably don't think of him in the, that same way, but um, that had to help. I mean, that defense has been incredible for uh, half a decade now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. What you said is true about Georgia. I th- and Tyreek was was steady, a lot of starts. Um, yeah, he kind of got the best of both worlds, right? Where at Georgia, he was like one piece in a machine, and then at Miami, he was the guy. He was, you know, one of their two or three best defensive players. And I, he was a guy, and then the other starter gets yeah drafted too. So um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it was great. I was super super happy for him because I love that he came home. Yeah. To him, it's all about family, and I, family is to me really important in in the whole world in the scheme of things. So I, I love that he came home to be near his grandma and mom and his I think four little sisters, mm-hmm. and that was the most important thing to him. Um, and and then this 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 piece of it too, obviously. So now we can take care of them. Yeah, the yeah. whole it's a feel good story all, all the way. Yeah, he missed out on two national championships, but I don't get I never got the sense that he regretted that. Like he I yeah, think was very happy with his his decision. Which is kind of cool too, don't you think? Yeah. I, I mean, I, obviously like I wonder if some NFL teams are like, oh, that's a red flag, right? Winning's most important, but um then, yeah, there there are yeah, other I mean, things that are, are more important. And again, I think if it worked at like you know, maybe he would have been a second round pick no matter what, but I'm sure getting the chance to play corner to be the number one corner right? Uh, for two years. He was the number one corner for two straight years. He had some injuries right at the end of his uh, junior season, whatever. I don't know what technically we're calling it because of all the COVID stuff, but two years ago and then this year, um, but it's straight through. He got the chance to be the guy and, and I think really responded well to it. And that's like you said, he was looking to come home, but he was also definitely looking for that opportunity when he came to Miami that he probably wasn't necessarily going to get at Georgia. Yep. Um, let's move on to Will Mallory. Um, he yep. lands with the Colts. Uh, what do you make of that landing spot for him? Uh, I love it. He's going to get the Florida quarterback, right? Anthony <laughs> Richardson, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I love when the, the Canes and Gators hook up there. But um, and and Georgia Bulldogs, right? I'm sure he loved the the Gators there too. But um, anyway, he, he um, yeah, I I love it. Uh, oh no, and- Georgia, sorry, I'm going back. I'm, my mind's on. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Harry, yep. Harry, no Georgia guys. But um, Will Mallory, yeah, I'm happy. I I, I fifth round. Um, is okay. I, I, I think, yeah, he, I think that's about what we thought for him. Yeah. And, um, uh, 
you know, I th- I think I think he's going to be a success, David. I I I'm not I I don't know. I think the one question mark is what you've been saying, and I agree. It's the injury thing. Yeah. He had, he had his torn labrums and both in each shoulder, each different shoulder, and he had surgeries to repair them. And um, and he's he's fine now, and he's a really tough player. He he. Played through injuries, right? Like totally, yeah, totally. He really uh, fights for the ball. You know the contested catches. He really fights for the ball. He was the fastest, fastest player we've said at the mm-hmm. combine, fastest tight end at the combine, um, and also jumped high and every, every uh, uh, you know, the vertical, everything, everything he did, he did well. Um, and he's a co- again. We've talked about this, but a coaches. Totally. Yeah, another guy who checks yeah. the right attitude stuff, right? Like, oh my God, he's like, all these coaches know each other. His yeah. grandfather, famous coach, he really was. He was a head coach of, and and has like all these accolades to his name. His father now is, you know, coaching in Michigan and was a Butkus Award finalist as a mm-hmm. linebacker in Michigan. I, he's just his uncle was coaching there. He's grown up in that kind of family, so he's very respectful of coaches. And I just think he's going to be a success. I do. Yeah, and he uh, gets goes to the AFC South, which means he's going up against Brevin Jordan uh, two times a year, which is a fun <laughs> little. Uh, you know, they're not going against each other, obviously, but you know there will be lots of pictures tweeted out by the University of my by Kate at Kane's football of those two like holding jerseys up next to each other or whatever yeah, uh, when they run when into each happens. other. Yeah, it's so cool when that happens. But very happy for Will. I think he got what he deserved, and I I think he'll make the most of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's got got some ties, I believe, to Indiana too, right? I think his uncle is a coach at Indiana State, so um, it's kind of a midwesterny kind of family, right? His I, uncle, and his oh, well, I know his uncle is a coach at Michigan now. Yeah, and we got yeah. one at Michigan, so yeah, wow. they're they're a midwesterny family, so oh uh, good God. fit. And you know, fifth round pick means you know the question around him, other than the injuries, is obviously like can he block? Um, and he's not going to get like it's not going to be a rush to get him on the field as a fifth round pick. Um, so I, I would guess he's going to get a real chance to develop this year. Uh, maybe play a little bit as like a, basically like the Mike Gesicki kind of role. Right. I mean, I think that might be the kind of comparison for him, um, just in yeah. terms of like athleticism at the tight end position. But, did you, um, did you think I think the Dolphins might take him before because the Dolphins picked a yeah. tight end didn't, didn't after yeah. him. But yeah, they, they, well, they were like, everyone cool. thought they were going to take a tight end. Like that was one of their main. Yeah, and they were kind of around there. But the I problem think. is it's a, the same reason Mike Gesicki is not a Dolphin anymore is the thing Mike McDaniel cares about most of his tight ends is guys who can block. But the one thing I'll say about Will is he, I mean, he's gotten a lot bigger. Like you just look at the way his body right. has changed. Um, and uh, he made like a real commitment to like trying to get better as a blocker. Like, I, I don't think he's. You know, some tight ends just want to be that receiver. He wants to be a, a total package. So, um, you know, I'm not expecting, you know, Tyreek is going to play a lot. I think, as, you know, if you take a guy in the second round, you're banking on him to, if not start, play a ton for you. Um, Will, it'll be different with Will, but um, I'm, you know, I could definitely see him developing into a, uh, you know, a longtime NFL player. Uh, last one, DJ Ivy, which was the, um, as you mentioned, not a total surprise, but um, the one that I don't think we, the odds were probably against him being drafted just based on like where, what mock drafts and stuff were saying, but um, very cool to see him get picked because he, again, uh, local kid from 
actually a former teammate of Tyreek Stevenson at, at South Dade, as we mentioned, um, you know, had his ups and downs and cut a lot of flack from Miami fans over the years, just like kind of be blunt about it. Um, but he always had impressive oh, physical man. tools um, and every coaching staff that came in liked him, right? Like he was three different coaching staffs used him as a starting cornerback. Um, or I, mean, I guess maybe technically, I don't know if you ever started with when Mark Richt was uh, in charge, but either way, three coaching staffs really liked him. Um, and, you know, seventh round pick is developmental guy, right? And you look at the way that he's built and the way that he is um, been able to, I think, you know, I remember him in high school. He was like a string bean. Like the, he's he's actually kind of, I think, changed physically a lot too. This is a guy who came in and was a four-star recruit, but wasn't like the crown jewel of that 2018 class and, and just stuck right. around, kept working, uh, got beat sometimes, made good plays sometimes. Um, and... But you know what? Mario loved him. Yeah, Mario loved him. Manny Diaz loved him. Like as, as soon as he he was the thing about uh, DJ Ivy, he was very uh, devoted to the program. Yes, and he 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 stuck with the program when he really yeah he left. He could have gone to the transfer portal. People, yeah, him and Will, both three different head coaches when they were they were both in the 2018 class. Played for three different Will, head coaches. The difference. Will had a job. Well, I guess DJ always had a job too, but yeah, um. no, but Will, I'm not saying the fans weren't sometimes hard on Will, but they were brutal. They were hard on DJ. Yeah. They were really brutal to him. And, you know, he's, I'm sure he saw social media. Well, and he's local, right? He's from, he's local. Exactly. Exactly. He's local. And he, he, he still, uh, he persevered, man. I mean, he, you know, and, and I could tell as soon as he was drafted, Mario, like very soon after sent out a really mm-hmm. gushing tweet about him, uh, about, about like just effusive about DJ Ivy. And you could tell Mario really loved this kid. Yeah. He seems like a great, uh, I, I've, kind of player. I, I've gotten the sense that he's one of the best practice guys they have. Um, because I think about when he first, when Mario first took over, um, I think even like Barry, you know, Barry always does his little stories about who's impressing a camp and, and they were very effusive about DJ then. Um, and then at the same time, he kind of like a surprise inclusion on like the senior bowl watch lists at that, around that time. And that was based off of, um, and I think maybe even senior bowl people like were quoted on this basically like that Mario was like, this guy's really good. Um, so I, I, and that was just based off, I guess, spring ball and summer workouts and maybe a little bit of training camp. Um, so that stuff, obviously, like, obviously want guys to be great on Saturdays and Sundays too, but I think a lot of coaches will take a guy who is very coachable, works hard in practice, um, and always believe that they can get the most out of them. And, um, I'm sure NFL coaches, when they talk to Mario, got all that information from him, all the same stuff we're talking about. Oh yeah. And, and a good athlete, a good athlete. I, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, he was a really good athlete. And the thing is he did a lot of things, right? Like we would see him make some beautiful, you know, on man and man coverage. Got those long like, arms. Oh my God. So long. Remember the, the Texas A&M game. He broke up like three or four passes. Oh, yeah, it was great. That was like the best game of his career. Probably. He got burned sometimes because he's not the fastest corner, right? He got burned sometimes. That's the problem. But it was never, it was very rarely like he fell asleep. I mean, there were some times, but like any cornerback, but it was usually just he got outrun and he's not the fastest corner. 
Um, and if an NFL team that drafted him knows that, right? They know the 40 times they watch the tape, uh, but he does a lot of things really well. And um, Miami, I think the way that they play press man just always is like uh, colleges like that, like or NFL teams like yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, 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 he, he stayed classy. Yeah. He stayed classy. Okay. When people were doing all that stuff, he stayed classy and he just cared about the team and, and just kept persevering. And I think that's, and, and obviously he has talent. So yeah. I'm very happy. I'm really happy for Cause a kid like that deserves it. They deserve to get, to, to, to get, to get. Yeah they put into it kind of so i you know if they have talent so i'm really happy about that yeah and as far as the other the other players like i think i know there were four that's that signed uh mm-hmm. that were undrafted free agents um and one of them uh not just justice solo was shown had had severely hurt his ankle mm-hmm. at like fifth game of the season. So he's still rehabbing. I think he would have, he would have had a shot for sure, at least to do undrafted and Anthony Antonio, excuse me, Moultrie. I don't, I don't think anything. Oh no. And yeah. Antonio Moultrie was the one that told me that he was invited to a couple of back-to-back uh, mini camps, but there were four of them and two to the dolphins. Yeah. Uh, which you know, D- DJ Scave, um, which was kind of cool, right? Yep, another um, another local kid. You know, went to Southridge, so another local kid getting to and, play and, the Dolphins. And, yeah, and and, and oh, you know, offensive lineman, and yeah, so that was nice for him. And um, he started like I think I, I think fifty one games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I spotlighted him last week as the, the undrafted guy I'm kind of most interested in because again, he played I think three different positions. Um. In the NFL, he's gonna get a more standard role. He was like the utility man for Miami, and it, it but, made him really valuable to the program. But, but probably hurt his development a little bit. Maybe I mean he he's even told us that he, he, he I don't think you were there that day, but he told us he teams have talked to him and he's envisioned himself as an inside guy. Yeah, yeah. But in Miami, he was playing a lot of tackle. He was kind of out of position. But, so yeah, I um, yeah. agree. He was. He said he could play. I mean, I. You play center or, or guard, but guard is probably his best best position. Mm-hmm. And um, and the most interesting, also, I to me, Mitchell Agude, defensive end, the the right, the the, the rush end or edge, or whatever. Um, he's uh, he's going to the Dolphins too, and he's he's talented. Also, they're all talented, but. Um, a really good kid, a great story behind him. And um, I, boy, I hope, I hope they both do, do well. Okay. Let's wrap things up real quick with just some transfer portal talk. Miami gets Jaden Davis out of the portal uh, from St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, then Oklahoma uh, says he's coming home to Miami Um just an important addition for Miami, just based on position. I mean, he's a, a good player too. He was a, a big recruit coming out of high school. Um, yeah. A little, under, you know, a little small, probably best suited as a slot guy. Um, but coming, you know, Miami just needed some more depth at that position, as we saw. Yeah, I think uh, as we see, cor- cornerbacks are very uh, valuable. <laughs> yes. In the NFL and everywhere, so uh, you know. 
they lost their their two guys so they're two starters and um uh yeah, they need they need all the help they can get there. And I don't really know other than what I wrote. Um, I haven't really seen him play, but mm-hmm. another guy again coming home and he's from Oklahoma. I mean, he played at Oklahoma and uh, Charleston Rambo was the last Oklahoma uh, transfer. And, you know, he broke the single season receiving yards record and something else. Uh for receivers in the one season he was there. Of course, he wasn't drafted, um, but, uh, you know, you can't argue with with those numbers. So, anyway, someone yeah. was saying, I saw some people on the message boards saying, turn him into a receiver. <laughs> I think they're still working hard for a receiver. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they got the one big guy in, uh, in Devontae Brown, um, kind of got a lot of smaller guys, like a, a – Kind of would have liked them to go get another bigger guy because yeah, I think uh, Jaden Davis right. is best suited as a slot guy. You feel good about DeCorey. You feel good about Daryl Porter. And you um, got Damari coming in. Yeah, Damari coming in. He's a bigger guy too. But again, a fre- hard to count on a freshman cornerback. Um, but um, I like their slot guys now. They, they got three good options in the slot. I thought Porter was very good in the spring game. Obviously, DeCorey yeah. is is just reliable. Um, been playing an important role for the team for four years, basically. Um, and now Jaden Davis, guy who comes in and, you know, you, it's going to be a competition to start, but he was a starter at Oklahoma. Um, and the, you know, just more competition at that spot is obviously a good thing. They're going to be, you know, I would guess three of those four guys start that I just named, unless they get someone else, uh, which means you're going to be a little small playing one of those guys on the outside opposite Devonte Brown, but uh, still some good talent. Like you'd rather have that than just, the situation you were in uh, without it. Like you just needed some bodies there. Yeah. That's all, all true. So we'll see what happens. Very, another very important position. So. Yep. Got to go out and get a receiver now. Um, And we'll oh. see if that happens still, you know, they're, they're working hard to Xavier Henderson continues to be the hot name there. We'll see if that comes through at some point. Um, But yeah, that that's clearly the spot they need. And, they're going to just be active everywhere because that's the way college football is now. Uh, correct. That NIL, <laughs> that NIL money needs to start coming in. Yep. I've been seeing a lot of Kane's connection on my Twitter feed uh, this yes, week. Yes, me so, too. Me so too. Uh, I think they're really trying to kind of ramp things up, which is a good thing. Um, anyway, uh, I think we can wrap things up there. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. Um, are you back from vacation next week? uh mid mid Mid, middle of next week okay so we'll be we'll jointly along with barry jacks be monitoring all the miami news going on uh you can follow me on twitter at db wilson too i'm juggling formula one and the stanley cup playoffs right now uh like i said sitting in hard rock stadium right now getting ready for the first day of uh events here at the miami grand prix and then i'll shift back to hockey uh later next week so Anyway, thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you guys next week.